Ever notice how a narcissist has a certain kind of circle of supply around them? I like to call that a narcissistic harem. Have you ever heard of one? Maybe you've even unknowingly or otherwise been a part of one. That's what we're talking about today at queenbeing.com. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. So the term narcissistic harem officially means a group or a collection of friends, admirers, or family members, AKA sources of narcissistic supply that a narcissist gathers up to keep them sort of topped up on their daily supply of love and admiration. Since no single individual could ever fill the void that is the hole inside the narcissist's soul, the narcissist seeks to fill it with whomever is available. And often these relationships are overlapping and interchangeable. Does a narcissistic harem always involve sex with every member? No, not at all. In fact, one of your narcissist's biggest cheerleaders might be their own mother or father. It can also involve people of the same sex and in some situations, even if the narcissist isn't gay. To put it more simply, a narcissistic harem is a group of people who are happy to stroke the narcissist's ego as needed. So do the members of the harem always know about each other? No. In some cases they do. It's a matter of who the narcissist considers part of his or her inner circle. Friends, family members, coworkers, for example, would know about each other. But these days, it can also involve a number of virtual friends, virtual friends, right? In the form of the online harem. And those can sometimes be the most dangerous because they are the most underhanded and easy to hide. Plus, it's much easier to manipulate a person's perception if they're only seeing the world through your eyes. And a smart narcissist will sniff this out very quickly. So let's talk about the narcissistic harem hierarchy, shall we? Every harem has a certain order, right? And the narcissist is no exception. Here are the kinds of rules that you're normally going to find in a narcissistic harem. First, you'll find the leader of the pack, right? You guessed it. This is the narcissist. They are the leader, the judge, the jury, the organizer, all those big bossy parts, narcissist. That's what they do. They focus on gathering up plenty of attention and on reminding everyone how difficult their lives are and how much they need them to not hurt him or her like all the others have among other manipulative topics. Among the members are roles such as the tool. This is a special member of the harem with an important role. They're there not only to get the narcissist in their own clutches, but also to cause drama for the rest of the members of the harem. They live on a pedestal built by the narcissist and they often claim that they just haven't met the right person yet. The narcissist considers this person a challenge because they, like the narcissist, are unlikely to commit, so they kind of seem a little hard to get. Then there's the flying monkey. In the case of the narcissistic harem, the flying monkey often means well, but often ends up evangelizing for the narcissist. The narcissist has a message and the flying monkey is happy to spread it, even if they don't mean to be causing any harm. Flying monkeys are often just other victims, other casualties of the narcissist manipulation and abuse, but they always fall for it. The next type is the person that the narcissist is claiming to be with, the wife, husband, spouse, boyfriend, whatever. Depending on 
the narcissist, there's almost always a main person in the harem, a primary source of supply. While the partner isn't always a legal spouse, or even the one who gets the most attention from the narcissist in the harem, they're the one that is the clueless one. That's the person in the circle who everybody's hiding from. Hiding the secrets, hiding the lies, hiding everything from this one person. And maybe it's the worst role that you could be stuck with in that harem if you think about it. Between the gaslighting, the love bombing, the flying monkeys, you end up forgetting that your entire identity is what it is. And you desperately try to become the version of yourself that would make the narcissist happy. It's how the narcissist keeps you in control. But even if you manage to completely change and morph yourself into the narcissist idea of the perfect person, it never matters. Will I ever be enough for this narcissist? Why do they need to have this freaking harem over here? Well, here's a harsh reality that we've all got to understand. When it comes to the narcissist and their perception of you, you can never be enough. Even if you focus your energy completely on the narcissist, the narcissist will always be looking for something better. They'll always be looking for supply from some other source, something that will help to just give them more attention. No matter how amazing you are, it will never ever be enough for a narcissist. Don't let yourself be confused here, my friend. It's definitely not you. You're not the problem. It's totally the way the narcissist convoluted mind works. And you cannot take personal responsibility for the broken person you've been dealing with. You just have to find a way to your self-confidence and peace outside of the narcissist. The fact is that since the narcissist is so personally broken on the inside, nobody can ever fill the endless hole of need that the narcissist carries around with them, at least not for very long. The narcissist manipulation tactics are so underhanded and sneaky, they are often undetectable. They're so definable that even a child can learn to recognize them. So that's something. We're going to talk really quickly about the narcissistic triangle. It's one of those tactics that the narcissist will use against you and often involve members of the harem in. So it involves the narcissist and two unsuspecting victims who are used sort of against one another. The role that you play in this triangle might shock you. When I first learned about it, I really could not believe which one I was of those three. The first one is victim then the savior, then the bad guy. Which one are you? So let's talk about the victim first. The primary role in this triangle is the victim. And what's surprising, or maybe not, is that the victim is not the actual victim here. The narcissist plays the role of injured party in this game. I know, you're shocked. He or she will use guilt and manipulation to get what they want, by pitting one person against the other person. Unfortunately, this tactic works way too well, especially on people who are empathetic or empathic, which y'all know you are. That's because we are hardwired to help people in distress. It's part of our nature. It's why we have the unfortunate narc bait label on our proverbial foreheads. It's why we keep attracting these type of people into our lives. Now let's talk about the savior. So this is the surprising role that I found myself in when I studied this kind of narcissistic abuse tactic. See, the savior, as it turns out, is also the unwitting enabler because they try to take care of the people around them and often to their own detriment. This role is technically one of the actual victims in this circle. This is the person who gets used by the narcissist. Now let's talk about the evil one, the bad guy or girl. The evil one is the bad guy or the bad girl, according to the narcissist. He or she is the one who gets the blame. The one who the victim, aka the narcissist, claims has injured him or her and caused pain to. And generally, the evil one doesn't even know there's a major issue. Or if they do, they are as bewildered as 
you are about why it's happening. The evil one becomes the reason the narcissist gets the savior to react. So let's connect the dots. This is how you draw this triangle in a particular pattern that causes the narcissistic manipulation. So using the roles we've defined, we're going to draw the triangle right now. First, the problem. The victim has a problem, that's the narcissist, which creates a need. So let's go really simple with our example situation here and say the problem is that the victim, the narcissist, is not getting enough attention in the narcissist's marriage. Now this is most likely because he treats the wife, who in in this iteration is the evil one, like she doesn't matter to him unless he is manipulating her or using her to manipulate someone else. Now remember, this could just as easily be a female narcissist doing this to a male non-narcissist. Second, we have the sad story. The victim then goes to the savior and tells a sad story. In our example, maybe this guy goes to another woman and whines about how evil his wife is and how horrible she is to him and how oh, she ignores all of his attempts at conversation and connection and affection. He may even say she's a cold fish or she's abusive herself. Anything to play up that victim status, that victim role, and make the savior feel sorry for him. Well, then there's the shoulder to lean on. The savior becomes the shoulder to lean on and depending on their own ability to resist the narcissist's love bombing tactics this woman will often become the next love of his life or equivalent depending on the situation this person's role as savior will only be held as long as she continues to play to the victim's liking. The triangle evolves, guess what? The savior becomes the evil one. What? Yes. It gets really twisted right here. This is the point at which the current evil one slips out of the triangle or back into the role of the savior in some cases. See, the moment the savior doesn't fulfill the narcissistic supply as expected, the narcissist begins to effectively put them into the evil role position. It goes on to search for the next savior, aka source of supply. For example, a narcissistic mother of two daughters consistently alternates between the two as savior and evil one. The roles are passed back and forth between them from very early in their lives and the narcissist mother actively manages and cultivates that situation to her benefit and unfortunately often at the cost of the relationship between the sisters. This cycle begins again as the previous savior watches herself slip into the role of evil one and she realizes what has happened. As she does, she suddenly understands that she was used to manipulate the evil one, only by now it's too late to change anything. The cycle begins again and a really skilled narcissist will often play the same few people against each other in varying roles over and over again. They will always find fault with every person in their lives and they will eventually learn that the victim role as described at the beginning of this video is one of the quickest ways to reel in the next victim. The cycle is cemented into the process further every time it works. And it always works because the narcissist knows exactly what to look for in a savior. Have you been there? That's the question of the day. Time for the question of the day. Have you done this? Have you been there? Have you experienced the narcissistic harem? Have you experienced the different types of roles the narcissist wants to stick you into? Share your experiences, share your thoughts in the comment section below. Let me know what roles you've been shoved into against your will and let me know how you felt about it and how you dealt with it. Maybe your comments will help another survivor feel not so alone today. All right, that's all I've got for you right now. Thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life and hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. 
It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.